Welcome to the AA Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Alan and Alan. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the AA Sports Podcast. We are your host, Alan. Alan, this is episode 30. Woo, 30. All right. Crazy. Dirty 30 episode. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, it's crazy. You know, baseball's going on and it's hot topics last night with these unwritten rules we're going to get into. Oh, yeah. Unwritten rules. Love Man, it. First, it started off when we talked about bat flips and stuff. Now, all these other rules are coming to, you know, for scene. Yeah, yeah. All the uh, all the old older guys that are not loving... The flashiness of the young studs. Um, I mean, personally, I like bat flips, and I don't care if you swing 3-0, but, you know, we'll and get into you, it. And you'd think they wouldn't care, especially when it was at two years ago when MLB did the postseason um, advertisement, let the kids play. Exactly. Think. But, you know, but let's go ahead and get some news now. Um, first things first. Yeah, let's, uh, let's welcome Casey Mize to the show. Yeah, you know, we knew that there was a good, good chance that he was probably going to make an appearance this year for Detroit Tigers. Absolutely. Uh, so if you guys don't know, Casey Mize was the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft by the Detroit Tigers. Uh, he's 23 years old right now. Um, he's ranked number 13 by Baseball America preseason and number seven by the MLB prospects. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in the minors, you know, his total ERA was a 2.71 and his record is 8-4. What do you think about him? Kid is something special. I remember his first start, he started in double-A. After getting drafted, he pitched a no-hitter. Like, <laughs> if that's not a statement after exactly. going number one, it's like, yeah, what is? I absolutely agree. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's huge news. When I heard that, I didn't think it was going to take it this long to get him up here. Yeah, so, you know, but even though they're in the playoff hunt, they have one of the worst rotation in baseball besides the Red Sox. So they needed it, so they called two of their guys up. Yeah. That the pitchers hope this is a spark, and they're not committed to him being there the whole year, but if he does well, they said he will. Right, right. They're not committed yet, but let them keep winning and let him show that he's got some skills and he's going to help them put them in a position to win the game, then the, this might stick because they're going to try to make a run if they can. Yeah, like this was the guy everyone's been talking about for years until they drafted – um, Torkelson this past year, right. so he jumped ahead of him as the number one prospect for Detroit. But Casey is the ace that they're depending on for the future to replace Verlander after all these years for that team. Yeah, he's going to be the guy to look forward to seeing in the future in the Detroit Tigers uniform. Um, I absolutely agree. Uh, the, the other guys, Torkelson's getting some uh, looks, but that's because he's a position player. You expect him to get there quicker. Uh, you know, with pitchers, a little finicky. But I, I think he's got what it takes, um, and I'm sure we're going to see real soon. I can't wait to watch him on the mound. Yeah, and he has a big test first game tomorrow with the White Sox. Yes. With those young lineup. Exactly. It's going to be a real, real good point to see who this guy is. I agree. Um, if, if you're going to go up and see what you got, I, I think that this uh, young White Sox team is absolutely the team to show it. Because um, we, we really think highly of them as well. And that's his peers. So he's got to strike. He's, he's got to show that he can be up here. Yeah. So the next thing the news we're going to talk about is St. Louis finally got to play some baseball this past weekend. Woo, about time. So with all you know, the players being out talking about they're going to rent cars to drive up there because they wanted to play baseball so bad, they end up playing, of course, doubleheaders. Oh, but man. in the process, St. Louis had seven players make their major league debut this past week with all the craziness of people being out with Corona, not cleared yet. So seven players, two of them, of course, have been sent down. Is um, you got Roy Rimenez, Max Chirac, Seth El- uh, Eldridge, Dylan Carson, Rob Kaminsky, Kens- John Nowiski, and then Nabel Chrismat. Okay. Um, well, you know what? The one guys you named already, uh, Roy Ramirez... <laughs> 
He was sent he, down. He gave up four back-to-back jacks <laughs> to the White Sox, right? In a row in his MLB debut. That is not what you want to do on your first outing. No. If you give up back-to-back-to-back-to-back, that's crazy. Yeah, ah, that's tough, man. It's tough. Like I told you about a couple weeks ago with um, Pirates giving up four and within five batters, this guy just went straight back-to-back-to-back. It was like, ugh. I'm yeah, and I watched, I watched the, the highlight, man, and uh, they were loving it. The other team, they were just like, yeah, we got another one. I was like, yikes. Yeah, it, it, that, that probably did not help. Standing on, the ma- standing on the mound after you give it four blasts, that is, is not, not Making good, man. Making your debut. I know. This, it's like I dreamt to coming here, and this happened. I hope he recovers because that's, that's a tough outing. Yeah. I hope he gets another shot. But the guy that sticks out between all seven players is Dylan Carson. Absolutely. He's been the top prospect for the Cardinals, you know, their 2016 first-round pick. But, of course, this was out of high school, so now he's 21, finally be able to make a start. And he's pretty much said it, his dream has been realized. Everything you dream about pretty much is what he happened to him. Yeah, no, um, he came out. Dylan Carlson came out. He had he came out for two games. Uh, he got his first MLB hit, which was a double. Yep. And then he also made a great catch out there. Um I think he showed he was showing that you guys that he belongs here and um, he's going to be around. Yeah, that was the uh, option where people were wondering if he was going to make a call this year, and then especially after Azuna left to go to the Braves, like, well, we have a spot now. They weren't sure, especially short and season, but he has gotten the call. Now he has proved himself so far. We'll see when players start coming back. What what's the deal when they? figure out they start winning because you know so many games they're going to need these players and yeah right and that's and that's why i said i've i've been saying it this whole time is that since we're in such a short season a lot of guys are opting out a lot of guys are injured we're going to see a lot of debuts yes we're a lot of guys in the minors and get their shot it's great i mean great for them um another guy that stuck out to me from that team is rob uh, kaminsky um he's a pitcher he had a scoreless inning in his debut um he's been Pretty injury prone in his career. He's only 25. He he got signed to like a minor league contract. Um, I'm glad he's making the best of his time up. So you know a lot of a lot of young guys are going to get a shot, um, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, because pitching is real stress with this short season. As we see, yeah. more and more pitchers are going down. Uh, a little even, fatigue. Yeah, I was say even one of the Mets guys got a fatigue, and he was pitching good for us. Yeah, so it, it's not bad to have options, especially if other people come back and it's, everyone's good. Like. Um, they recall Alex Reyes, um, Jack Flaherty's his first start, uh, I think it was yesterday, for like, what, almost two weeks? Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane that, that this long, so you're going to need pitching because to stretch these guys out, and especially all these double headers coming up. Exactly. All right. Uh, well, so the next topic uh, is one that we seem to come by fairly often these days. It's another team has a positive COVID test, and it's from the Reds. Yeah, of course – I didn't get to see much of this because during Saturday we had my baby shower. Of course, you were there. And I saw that later that night, like, game postponed. I'm like, why was it postponed rain? And then I saw the article that Reds had a player post tested positive, which really happened in the ninth inning of Friday night's game. Exactly. Yeah, they found out the ninth inning of the previous game, but that postponed the rest of the games with the Pirates. Yeah, it was uncertainty. Um, the one I was definitely waiting for was um, Trevor Bauer's vlog because he's been vlogging this whole season. I'm like, I want to know what he says. And sure enough, Sunday he dropped it. Was like, well, if you're going to see what goes on when the team test positive, here you go. <laughs> and it's, you know, it was, you know, not be able to go to the park. Well, they went to the park to do two spit tests, both Saturday and Sunday. And I and think they came back negative, didn't they? Everything um, has came back negative now. Right, right. Um, they still postponed today's game because um, they're supposed to be away at Kansas City today and tomorrow. So most likely you're going to play a doubleheader tomorrow in Kansas City. Okay. 
So and then so court, it's not that bad. No. So really, the, they missed two games with with the Pirates, which they play three games in Pittsburgh, September four through six. They have a mutual off day on September the seventh, which could be an opportunity to then play a game then. And then Pirates return to Cincinnati for a three-game series September 14th through 16th. Okay, great. So there's options there. So. Look, I'm just glad they're not missing two weeks or whatever. Yeah, you know. and the only person that did test positive after all the other tests is the one player who tests positive, which we do not know who it is. At this time. So, <laughs> yeah. So, And then other news, um, the Yankees got bit with the injured bug this past week. Yeah, man. I mean, they're, they're starting to lose pretty pretty solid players that they can't afford to lose at this time of the year. Yeah, three stars for the Yankees are out with some injuries. Right. You have Stanton, DJ John, LeMahieu, yeah. and yeah. then a judge. Yeah, and those are huge. Uh, Stanton, he's on a 10-day injured um, list. Uh, he's got a hamstring issue, I think. Yep, but most likely going to miss two to three weeks. Uh, DJ LeMahieu, he's on a 10-day as well with a sprained left thumb. Yep, two to three weeks as well. And then another huge one, like you said, Aaron Judge. Um, but he should be back, I think he's day-to-day, right? So really, he got, he got put on the 10-day. Okay. What he wanted was just a couple of days off. Right, okay. And he said Monday he was feeling 100% better. He was taking batting practice, but because he got the 10-day DL, his first game he can come back on would be Saturday against the Mets. Great. That's okay. <laughs> Mets are having a tough year this year. and it's <laughs> So it's kind of like if you want to listen to your player, like, you know, it's just a strained calf. Like, I can be good in a couple of days. Why not give him a couple of days rest? Because he said he heard it on the field. This is him and Stanton got hurt in the same game. I think it was the second doubleheader of the Rays game. Uh, and they uh, believe it's the turf at Rays that maybe got him a calf strain because it felt a little tight. Okay. So, well, so you think it was just the field or was it the doubleheader? It could have been a little bit of both. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, with all these doubleheaders this year, we're going to have to keep this uh, – we're going to have to keep our eye on this, see how many people get injured during a doubleheader. Yeah, and unfortunately for Stanton, you know, with the injured prone last year, he I know. lost pounds, was looking good, and then you're talking two to three weeks because of this hamstring. It, 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 oh, he very was, disappointing to I him. don't know if he was looking good. He was looking slim because when I usually see Stanton, he looks like he's in a video game, and he's, like, ripped from the waist up. He's just huge. But when I saw him recently, he's like, he looks like a pitcher. He doesn't have any muscles. I'm, yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. But, um, but at least Yankees got a little bit of good news. They got um, Chapman back from the DL finally from coronavirus being clear to go and I guess ramping up for the season since it was during summer camp early. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, all right, well, speaking of injuries, we have other injuries around the league. Let's get into them. Um, first, I got the two Brave stars out with both wrist injuries, both Acuna and Ozzy. Yeah, and they're both on a 10-day. That's hurting them. Yeah, then, yeah, absolutely. I and mean, then especially right before I came over here, I saw Nick Marquegas was around someone with COVID, so he's been placed on the oh, IR no. just in case to be on the safe side for now. So now they're down even another outfielder, so they're calling up their top prospect to make his debut either tonight or tomorrow. I saw somebody else was injured today um, recently, but I'll, I'll get it. I don't know. So anyways, yeah. So who else we got injured? Uh, Madison Bumgarner, he's injured. He threw a 46 pitches in a simulated game Monday. He could be back soon. Um, I also have, let's see, Joe, Jose Iglesias, day-to-day. He's an Orioles shortstop. Yep. But also Austin Hayes, he's on a 10-day as well. Yep. You got last year's AL Rookie of the Year, Alvarez, is day-to-day with his knee injury. He's going to test it out today, see how it feels, and go from there. Okay. You said that was with the Red Sox? No, that was oh. um, Astros. Astros, okay. Yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, okay, I see. I got the Red Sox on my list. Uh, so you got Christian Vasquez. He's got a sore heel. Um, Christian Arroyo and, and Darwin's uh, Hernandez. COVID. <laughs> Due to COVID, that's that's not good. I mean, you got Steven Souza Jr.'s day-to-day with the right string, uh, right 
hamstring tightness. Um, he has Monty Grandal. He's got back stiffness. Um, so you got some guys. Salvador Perez from the Royals is out as well. Yeah. Um, he, but he, and the reason he's out is he's struggling to see the ball. That's Ooh. not good. That's not good, yeah, especially he, as a catcher. Yeah, because he got injured, what was it, in spring training last year, so he missed all last year. Then, man, mm. and especially his age is probably not. Oh, speaking of catchers, Rene Rivera of the Mets, he's on a 60-day with a bone spur. He's got to get a surgery. Yes. Uh, um, and then we have Michael Waka and Strasburg are also injured as well. Yeah. And then the Padres, you know, their left fielder, Tommy Palm, is out a four to six weeks for a broken hand. Oof. And also their closer, Kirby Yates, could be done for the year. He has bone chips in the back of his elbow. He's getting a second opinion this week. And that's what I'm saying. This year, man, is, is going to be different. That's, that's why I hope these guys are protected. I don't know what they're going to do, but given the short season and the short, the short warm-ups, it's, everybody's starting to get injured. you got guys, like I said, that are fatiguing, guys that can't get past the first inning. There's a lot going on. And then Blue Jays lost Bo, B- Bichette Bo Bichette, yeah. with a grade one knee sprain. Could be out to like mid-September after having an awesome week this past yeah, week. man. Uh, Nationals lose Strasburg again after going on the mound for only two-thirds of an inning Saturday. They believe his flare-up is from the same nerve injury that delayed his season this year. Really? And then Starlin Castro, the Nationals as well, broke his wrist. He's getting a second opinion on the injury. And then, of course, Howie Kendrick is day-to-day with a tight hamstring. Okay. So a lot of injuries. And then Strasburg, it's like, man, you get, what, one start, full start, and then a restart and your nerve acts up again. Yep. So now Nationals are down so, a, yeah, that, another pitcher. That's concerning. It uh, is very concerning because that's something. The nerves are not good for a pitcher, especially in your wrist. Especially after the deal. They just got a brand, a brand new deal. Fresh like deal. Last, yeah, fresh MVP, deal. MVP, getting kicked out of games, being a fan of the stands. So, mm. But this past Sunday, the MLB honored the 100-year anniversary of the Negro League this year with a yeah. patch on every jersey. Oh, excuse me. Um, the patch featured a blue silhouette, the baseball player in the jersey on Sunday. The patch is being worn to recognize, of course, the 100-year anniversary. Um, it was designed free of charge by the Kansas City-based um, firm that includes a silhouette who player is not Pacific but looks a lot like they believe at Hall of Famer uh, Riley Biz Mackley. Okay. And also what I saw was that some of the games, I'm not sure if it was at all of them, but they even had uh, cutouts of some of the Negro players that they put out in the stands oh, during the game. Oh, that's good. That is very nice. Yeah, it was cool, man. I was like, oh, that's pretty sweet. I can't remember what game I was watching. It's probably a Mets game, but it could have been something else because I was watching the Angels and the San Fran last night, and I think I saw it there. Um, but speaking of Negro League players that are pretty good, one I wanted to talk about because I just saw a stat. I don't know if you saw my Facebook. I posted on it. It was Satchel, oh, Satchel see, Page, yes. man. Satchel Page. He threw an estimated 55 no-hitters in his career. He didn't make it to the big leagues until he was 42 years old. And then after that, he made the all-star team when he was 46 and 47. Uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. And he was still pitching as a coach slash, slash pitcher in 1969 at the age of 63 years old. He struck out Don Drisdell in the exhibition game. That's pretty crazy, man. That is crazy. That's, to think about what you had, how good you have to be to throw 55 no-hitters. I don't care what league you're in. He's playing. He was playing pro ball somewhere yeah. when he did that. Might not have been in the majors, but that's. And he pitched. He made the all-star team at like 46 and 47 as a pitcher. That's insane. Like that's how good that some of these players were, and unfortunately never got the limelight until down the road exactly. when the stats came up. And because it's just suspected because there's no hard stats. Like there's no record keeping. I, back I then. agree. I agree. It's unfortunate, but we. Could have missed some of the best players, get stats, what they could have been blown away as some of these pitchers that are in the Hall of Fame that we think are the greatest. Yeah. 
Yeah, who knows? And and like you said, I mean, we don't know. It's completely different competitions. But at the same time, stats like that are pretty impressive. Yes, very, very impressive. I'm glad he got his chance to play in the majors, but he got it at a late time of his career. And he still made the All-Stars. That's what I'm saying. Like early 30s. Just give him 10 years. When he's throwing no-nos. Yes. I think think he was like pitching back-to-back games, like pitching every day almost kind of thing. Back Back then they did. Yeah, they, they made him differently back then, guys. (laughs) <laughs> who knows what it was like they're just because pitching nowadays trying to throw so much harder who knows what it is or the i don't know because remember during the off off time they had regular jobs i know so maybe they weren't training who knows That's what it was the Ex- difference there. you're absolutely right i mean i'm sure there's a couple guys who probably didn't have to but yeah it's like it's crazy when you about. you find out stuff like you know jackie robinson um when he wasn't playing he Sold fridges and ovens and stuff in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy when you think about some of these greatest players it. ever. To like, this is what they did during the winter. <laughs> insane. All right, um, so let's move on. Uh, our next topic is uh, we talked about this last week. I think it's the Indians. Uh, so we know a couple of their players went out and partied after one of the games, and they got sent down. Uh, is there trouble in Cleveland? <sighs> it could be because you know the report is that a player was angered. Yes. Very angered that they broke protocol and that he would opt out if the team brought back both those players into the MLB club. Yeah, he said that he threatened to leave the team if two of the if those two players are on the active roster. Um, and can you blame him? No. I mean, think about what they did. They're trying. They're not thinking about the team. They they could have exposed everybody to COVID. Who knows? This person could have a legitimate reason. Be yeah. Like I got other things to worry about than you guys not doing protocol. Yeah. Um, it was very, you know, we all thought like, you know, um, Clevenger before that came out that he was one of the players as well. They would say that we were handling it in house players should handle it da, 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 and kind of find out he was one of them. And <laughs> it's like, unfortunate of the situation it's, you know, um, Lindor, I think said something like it's unfortunate, but you know, they stood up and said, this is what they're going to buy by the lines and they broke the rules. But then teammates are very argued about Zach's Instagram video where he largely defended his actions. Oh. He said, I did a little bit of research and found out that the CDC, especially if we're six feet apart, um, changed day by day. For 10 people or less, considered a safe gathering if you, of course, were apart by the six feet. And the entire night, the dinner and hanging out at my buddy's place after, we were not more than eight people the entire night. So the media's portrayal of me and my best friend and teammate being ridiculous with our action when we really were not just fine that we did because we did leave the hotel according to the new rules we weren't supposed to leave no and i get it um and you know the media likes to blow everything out of proportion so i'm sure that his story is is accurate um but you know some of the players they did accept his apologies and they were okay with him coming back but like you said some people aren't um i mean you know they're okay with it i guess they're, they're going to do the time they did the crime but at the end of the day, if you if you guys want to start winning, you got to have your best team available. Yeah. So this and this is very curious because these are two star, not star, but two of their key starters, yeah. and then Trevor Bauer on his I think last vlog or the one before mm-hmm. he's like, I think it was actually the one that we talked about when they finally got the the positive test. He's like, you know, they're my teammates, and then for Clevenger, he's like, he's like, my opinion is that they sent them down because every day that you're on the roster counts for almost three days, really. So if he doesn't play for two weeks, he pretty much Cleveland gets an extra year of control over him. Oh, he's like, so I think that's possibly a part reason why. Man, that's that's see that. He's like, so if he comes up after sixteen days, we knew I was right. 
man, don't you hate the politics in baseball? Just let him play. Like, it's, it's that's nuts. It, it, it be if he if it does happen where like days after day sixteen. He gets called back up. It would be very suspect. Oh, and tri- Trevor probably would call it. I'm sure that's what's going to happen. And Trevor Bauer would know. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we'll see what happens with them. But, you know, we're roughly, as of, I think, today or yesterday, we are two weeks away from the trade deadline. Yes. So what teams could be looking to add to their team to make a run? I'm not sure, man. I, 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 think, I don't think teams are going to be as willing to trade this year given the circumstances of the, as they would have been in the past. If there are trades, I'm not expecting big names to be thrown around. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are some players to look out for. Like, like for example, in San Francisco, Mike Yaz. I mean, he's been hot since he's been with the Giants. And if they don't make a postseason run, uh, they, they could sell, get rid of him. Because think about it. If he's, already, he's 30 years old. And he, so he's with the team. He's 30 years old. He's really hot. This is a good time to give him to a team that has a run. And then he gets some good prospects in return. So you get some value out of it. Um, also, I think that you know, pitchers are really hot. So if there's any pitchers available, that could be something to do. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't know. What do you think? So pretty much I broke it down to certain teams that could make moves. Okay. Rockies, if they keep it a good play, which they've been killing it, they could look for a true center fielder, more okay. defensive. And if Red Sox do a fire sale, Jack Lee Bradley Jr. could be an option for them because he probably won't cost much. And he's a great defensive center field, so that's a possibility for them. Okay. Astros need bullpen help, but will they buy or sell depending on what they're doing? They're turning around a little bit lately. They've been so winning. They, so they could need some bullpen, so they could look for that arm. They've started, yeah, they're starting to win. They just won one today in uh, extra innings. I think they went to the 10th, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Braves, they need rotation help. Yeah. Their young guys are not doing it. Mike Soroka, of course, out with an injury. Cole Hamilton on the DL. Could they pry one of those guys from Cleveland that we were just talking about? I think they could, but like you said, the only reason they're not they're not they're sitting them down because they want something out of it. They want to they want to hold the rights to them, like you said. They don't yeah. want to get rid of them. They just want to be bullies. Exactly. So I don't know if they're willing to trade. Rays and Padres both can look for a catcher because even both teams have a good catcher. They're both batting less than a hundred at the plate. Yeah, man. And, uh, <laughs> And they're in, you know, the thick of the playoff race. Yep. And then Phillies, of course, before this weekend, has the worst bullpen in baseball. So they could probably use an arm in the bullpen. Desperately. Okay. Okay. So, but as the thing is, will teams willing to give up pitchers? And what (sighs) is it going to be the cost? I honestly, like I said, I'm sticking to what I said. I don't think this is a year the trades are going to be huge. Uh, There's going to make a little little leadway. I think we're going to see maybe some guys that – I'm not sure what we'll see. I yeah. just don't see. I'm, not, I'm sure we're not going to see any huge names though. No. around. I think it's more so in the week. It's like, okay, look, are we realistic? Like, we got to make a decision. We're almost certain Red Sox can be fire sale. So the big name we can think of is JD Martin, Mar, uh, Martinez. Yeah, is going to be the one where we probably think of the big name gets traded. Okay, a lot of money still in that contract. They look like they're about to be in rebuild mode. So let's try to get something for them. Okay, someone who needs a DH that could possibly work. Like. Oakland could look at them for a DH because their DH is not doing as well. Well, depending on who's going to be involved in the trade, I would, exactly. I would assume I would assume that if they're going to trade for somebody like that, like like a big name, and you know it's going to cost you in the future, then the team who's getting rid of them needs to pay his contract for this season because this season's just a, such a weird thing. Yeah, so it's really I think in a week we'll more separate ourselves, and it's hard. Like for example, uh, St. Louis, like what are you going to do? Like mm-hmm. are you 
contenders or pretenders. You're so far behind games, like you got to figure that out. Well, if it comes down to win percentage, they don't really care about that. They're just going to have to try to do their thing. Yeah, so we'll know more so in a week who might be looking for something, and, and especially when we talk about our next subject here in a minute. But it's interesting how, you know, we felt like we barely started baseball and we're technically <laughs> almost halfway there, and then uh, we're trade deadline almost. It went by so quickly. Yeah, it's insane. You know, it's like September's around the corner. Like, oh, we're come down to a month left, and we're talking about playoffs. Really, like focusing on who's in, who's out, kind of scenario here in a couple of weeks. All right. Well, let's say that the teams aren't going to go with the trade. Their next option is look for free agents. Yes. Um, and speaking of catchers, um, Russell Martin and Jonathan Lucroy are, are free agents that could still land somewhere. Especially, like I said, the Mets have Rene Rivera, who's out uh, for sixty days. That's basically yep. the season. And then you have some other catches who, like you said, aren't producing or or are hurt still, like Salvador Perez with the Kansas City. Um, so what do you think? A couple of catches like that sitting in free agency could get some looks. I think we're when people I think next week look at the trade deadline or trade like start to get feelers uh-huh. and seeing what they want back. They're like, why don't we just sign this guy or let's just go work him out. That's why I think you'll get more of these free agents workouts and stuff when they realize that are we really going to pay this for a player for a month? I wouldn't. That's why, that's why I think the free agent market right now is your best option depending on what you need. Yeah, and I think you have, what, three weeks? Because I think it's like the first week of September sometime is the deadline for them to be on the playoff roster. So if you're going to use them, you need to decide soon. Yeah. I mean, for example, uh, the Mets, like I said, they lost a catcher. There's catchers available. We lost Cespedes. Uh, we have Dominic Smith who stepped up. But other teams who need to fill these positions, like, for example, if you need a DH, there's guys out there who can hit. Yeah. you got Mark Reynolds, Lucas Duda, Mark Trimbo. These guys can hit. I mean, yes, they're going to strike out a lot, but if you need this to be filled up, there's, there's options. Yeah. Um, also, like we said, uh, pitchers. Yes. Any pitcher, there's tons of pitchers on yeah. free agency. There's guys that I'm like, yeah, he's good. He's good. He can throw. Why are you still available? If you need pitchers, I, I think we're going to see some signings. Yeah. So one of my guys I got is Jason Vargas. Exactly. I'm looking at Atlanta and Mets. Like, if you're thinking about rotation, need a guy who just can eat innings, not a solid ERA, but he's an inning eater. He'll do good as a fifth starter. <sighs> what are we waiting for? I think it depends on how the Mets do. I think they're going to want to wait a little bit to see if they're going to start winning. Uh, but the Braves absolutely could make a move for him yeah. sooner than later. Um, then another guy I got for pitching-wise is Andrew Kashnir. This could be something for the Phillies and Astros. Bullpen. He's not a starter anymore, but he was solid out of the bullpen last year. It's real surprised that he still is not signed. And that's a good point because if I don't know if everybody's been watching a lot of games, but there's a lot of pitchers that aren't going past the first inning. And if they are, there's a lot of pitchers that aren't going past the third inning. There's, so there's guys getting taken out really quickly. Like the bullpen is getting called sooner and sooner every game. Yes. So I, the guys aren't – they're not ready for a whole nine. Uh, I mean, they're not Lance Lynn. But some of these guys are – you know, they're throwing like three innings and they're getting called. So you're right. Yeah. I think the bullpen is huge market right now. I think that they need to go out and get some bullpen guys, two or three to stack it up. Unless you've got a, a minor league guys you're comfortable with, I would absolutely bring in some veterans. Yeah. And another player I got, which – I can think about is Puig. Yeah, Puig. Puig was about to be signed with Atlanta, and of course he tested positive for COVID. So let's say he's good now. I'm thinking reunite with Cleveland. They could use him as outfielder and also as DH. Yeah, but do they want him? Why would they let him go in the first place? I don't, I'm, you know, I'm just saying like there some some of these teams like if they had a past relationship with somebody and they know that, that he could be a value, why are they not talking to him already? Why are they just like oh we don't want to? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Why are they not touching him? Um, I don't know. I still think well. Yeah, I mean, Puig would be a good option for somebody. Um, 
It just depends. Like I said, it really depends. There's, there's a lot of guys who aren't finding their, their way with the bat right now. So Puig could absolutely help out. Yes. And he's got an arm. So, if yeah, if there's teams that make a serious run, they, they really need to start thinking about looking at some of these free agents and saying, hey, can this guy add value? If he can, get him on the phone. Let's make this happen because we're about to make a run this year. Yeah, like we said, two weeks to trade deadline. Then I think you have another week after that for free agents to sign to be on the playoff roster. So we'll see what happens the next couple of weeks with all these. All right, next is a very hot, hot topic we're about to go into. It is the baseball unwritten rules. I'm pretty sure everyone's seen it, heard about it about last night. But, you know, unwritten rules last couple of years have been hot topics from admiring home runs to bat flips. But then another talk, of course, last night is either do not steal bases or swing at 3-0 when you have a big lead. Yeah, so last night, Fernando Tatis Jr., he was at the plate. Um, I, I can't remember what inning it was. It eight, was the eighth, eighth, inning. eighth inning. One out. Um, bases loaded. He the pitch. The count was three and zero. And the next pitch, he hit a grand slam. Um, the other team didn't like it so much. The coach was like, "Hey, uh, you just don't do that when you're up this much." <laughs> yeah. So the Rangers manager said after the game, he was like, "I don't like it personally. You're up seven the eighth inning. It's typically not a good time. Three and zero. It's kind of the way we we're all raised in the game. But you know, norms are being challenged." Right, and you know what? He's he's not completely wrong. You know, when we were growing up, if you had a three and zero count, the coach would typically want you to take the next pitch. But that's not because <laughs> it's not because of anything crazy. It's because it's, it's because of the fact that he doesn't think uh, he'd rather you walk or get a chance to walk than strike out yeah. or, or hit one that you could have that would have been a bo- exactly. Um, but I think in this situation, look, he's a professional pitcher. If he didn't want him to swing at a 3-0, then he shouldn't have even got a 3-0. He should have made his pitches. And guess what? Fernando knows historically, notoriously, that if you're 3-0, the pitcher's going to throw meat right down the pipe. And guess what? He threw a lollipop, and he took care of it. And unfortunately, it wasn't down the pipe. It was to the it was to the corner. It was it barely was into the the box. Right, but he knew that he had to make this pitch. He knew there was going to be a, a fastball. In the hitting zone. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. And you know what? I, I don't see anything wrong with this. I know that uh, I was watching the Mets game earlier, and Keith Hernandez was saying that you don't do that. But he's, you know, he's, he's a hypocrite because he, was, he even said that you got to do what you can to hit the ball. Like, you, you don't let up. But in this situation, he said, yeah, well, 3-0, you, you don't swing. You swing at 3-1. and one. That doesn't make sense because if you get 3-1, and one, now you're putting yourself in a hitter's count still, yes. But what if he throws, like Alan was saying, a setup pitch to get you to 3-2, and two, and then you, you strike out? Look, I think that the coach would not have been saying anything if Fernando Tatis would have swung at that pitch and gotten himself into a double play. He'd have been like, oh, great. I'm glad you did that. You got us out of, a, out of a bind. But instead, he took him deep, and now he's all mad. He's salty. And then this is another thought. Like, why is this issue now? Because he had a huge lead. Exactly. Well, early in the season, Mike Trout was 3-0, took a pitch, and hit a home run. Nothing was said. Right. Look, because it wasn't a huge lead, whoop de doo Look, in today's game, you can't afford to just sit there and, and walk and then get one run off of it. Look, if he didn't swing and they didn't get anything off of that and they would have ended up losing the game, then what? Then what would the coach yeah. say? Yes, you had a huge lead. But what if they put up an eight spot or something in the ninth inning and they came back and beat your team? That's why you got to put up more runs than you can handle because you nothing is guaranteed in this game. There are comebacks for a reason. Yes. You can't let up. This that's not the game to let up on. You have your your goal is to win games. And as players, you want to keep signing contracts, you want to get paid. You're you're there for a spot. If you start slipping up, your spot's gone. They'll give it away. They don't care. So that's why he absolutely has to do what his his job. If he sees ball, hit ball. I don't see an issue. 
I don't either. It's it's saying not to try 100% to our younger baseball players, to our fans that are watching. So you're telling them not to try your hardest, not to give 100%. Oh, you have a huge lead, just slack off for the last couple of innings. Let's get this game over with. But we know comebacks are happened. The game's not over till the last out is out. We have seen comebacks. We have seen close games. Like, there's not there's reason for these story moments. Like, if you remember, if you, of course, watch, um, God, what's the, I'm th- oh, Moneyball, the horse store game. You know, they're up huge. Exactly. And he went to go to the game, and then they blew the lead. Right. And that could have easily happened last night. It could have. Um, right. And, I, and like I said, <laughs> I, I just think it's funny that they're, they're, they're crying about this because it feels like everybody's got to be like, your feelings are hurt over this or something. Like, everybody's got to be like, everybody gets a trophy. No, that's not how it works, man. You're, no. you're, they're here to win. These are pros. This is a professional game. They're, they got to pad the stats if that's what it takes. But at the end of the day, you want to win. You can't let up. Absolutely yeah. not. And, of course, players and other people around the league has, you know, back Tatis. Like Jeff Passan of ESPN said, if you don't so- want someone to swing at 3-0, throw a good 3-0 pitch. Exactly. And then, of course, let's see. We have Tim Anderson t- uh, tweeted today that this is why the game doesn't grow. Why the manager doesn't have the back, though, with a- whatever. The game wasn't over yet. Don't apologize next time. Let them sit in a wow, it's so small. A <laughs> bra. Okay. Hey, speaking of Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson, if you're watching, I work with your brother-in-law. We need to hook up with some autographs. <laughs> uh, of course, you know Trevor Bauer had to tweet something. Of course. So he, well, I, I can't. I didn't know it was that small. Do 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 do. He said, hey, Tatis, listen up. Keep swinging 3-0 if you want to, no matter what the game situation. Keep hitting homers, no matter what the situation is. Keep bringing energy and the flash to baseball and making it fun. The only thing you did wrong was apologize. Stop that. 100% Trevor Bowers right on point. And then Colin McGraw of the Red Sox said, swinging 3-0 count should not be against any rules, no matter what the score is. Before a game, I would always see what percentage a guy swings 3-0. If it's over 20%, it means I can't just groove one. The guys who never give you a pitch at the plate are the toughest at bats. Hmm. And I'm sure, and I'm sure that Tim Anderson also said that because he also hit two home runs last night. Um, but also, uh, <laughs> I, I agree. Um, oh man, I lost my train of thought there. So, and then my last one I have is Johnny Bench. So oh, you take yeah. a pitch. You're now three one. Then the pitcher comes back with a great setup pitch. It's three two. Now you're ready to ground out to a double play. Everyone could hit a three zero grand slam. Are huge stats. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, so, so that's what I'm saying. If everybody thinks that this is a bad idea to not swing at 3-0, and then why not make it a rule that when you get to 3-0, then you automatically go to 3-1? and That's dumb. Think about what I, what I just said. If you think 3-0, and you're supposed to automatically take a strike, then why not make it a rule to make 3-0 automatically 3-1 and count? See, doesn't make sense to you. doesn't make sense to me. Go ahead and swing at 3-0. and Yeah. And then this whole unwritten rules, and then if you think about, you know, and then I know you've seen this. Other people might have seen this, too. We'll post it on the video of all these. Is Instagram story said, so the Rangers are mad about Tatis swinging <laughs> on 3-0 of 7. But don't forget the Rangers beat the Orioles 30-3 to a couple years ago. Exactly. You don't let up. I don't, don't. care. And, and I know a couple years ago there was like a coach – for some girls' high school team, he got fired after he let his team beat them a hundred to nothing. Well, you know what? Look, this is a competition. If you don't want to, if you don't want to be embarrassed, I don't know what to tell you. But you got to do better. Uh, it's just we're getting soft as a yeah. country and everything. Everything. These, these trophies. These you know. Yeah. 
Unearned like, trophies. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't care about the trophies we got. Yeah, it was cool we got a trophy, but, you know, we didn't do nothing when we played T-ball. So it wasn't meaningful. Like, but what, Yeah. Like I said, if, if you're in a competition, like, like you said, in rec sports or something, and your team comes in dead last, you shouldn't get a trophy for that. The guys who won should, or the guys who won should get a better trophy. Yeah, like Everybody should get the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You, you're competing for a reason to be better to win. It's not teaching you anything no. when you're, everybody gets the same stuff. No, yeah. This is the mentality we yeah. have. And then the whole unwritten rules about other things like, you know, the bat flips. We talked about this before on this right. channel. It's, it's all They seem to think everything is disrespectful right now. So Okay, so it's disrespectful if a batter flips a bat. But it's not disrespectful for a pitcher to pump his fist, scream and everything, come off the mound after a huge strikeout. Exactly. Or stare them down, too, as they get out. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. And that's exactly what they do. A pitcher throws you out. He's yelling. He's thanking God. He's looking at you like, I just struck you out. And, and that's not disrespectful. But a simple home run, I got the better of you, and I throw my bat in the air. That, look, it's, it's, it's nuts, man. Yeah. Like, like Tim Anderson said, like, you know, this is why the sport is not growing. Football, basketball, everyone who celebrates, let players be themselves, have grown. But baseball, they're stuck. There's a slow growth scale. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and I completely agree with like the unwritten rule stuff. I mean, some of them, yes. Like for example, you hit our guy, we're gonna hit your guy. That's just the way it is. Yeah. But but a three and O count, that's that's dead. Um, today's day and age, you have to swing. You gotta you got if it's there and you see it right, don't hold back. That's not that's not what you train for. You train to see ball hit ball. That's what you got to do. Yeah, because who knows that next pitch might be up in the zone hitting you in the face, and you might be done with your career. Exactly. You never know what's going to happen in baseball or anything. You got to take life when you take it. If it's a three zero pitch, it hits you a grand slam. Who cares? Exactly. So. Take every pitch like it's a three and one count, and that's what he did. Exactly. <laughs> so good for him, you know. And then the funny thing is, you know, in the first inning today's game, Padres hit another grand slam, but it was Will Myers. But then Tatis stole. Third base when they were winning by six, six. Nothing, six to nothing. He's so third, yeah, it's like he I love does it. not care. Like and we he, need that. and he shouldn't. And and they and like look, they might retaliate and hit him or whatever the case may be. But they need to get over it. Well, you know, I didn't notice because you know it was a late game. Was after he did that, oh, they yeah. threw behind they, Machado. They did. They threw behind Machado. Yeah. So the manager and he, and got one game, got and then one that reliever suspension. got three. I think. Yeah. Right. But come on, it's whatever. Get over it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's go into the current standings and see where we're at right now. Yeah, you know, baseball standings. Another week has gone by. Um, some games been postponed. Some haven't. You know, we can finally look at the St. Louis. They played some games finally. Absolutely. You know, they were at five games a week ago. They finally played five more of these All double right, headers. They their games. So, but let's go ahead and start with the National League. So Atlanta is leading the division at fourteen and ten. Okay. Miami, you know, still trying to catch up on their games. They're in second place at nine and seven. Philly is still catching up on their some of their games. They're eight and nine in third place. Mets are ten and seven, and then Washington is eight and twelve to finish the division. Oh, so I mean, it's, it really is tight still. Yeah, if you, you think about it. So if you think between first and last, currently is four games out. Yeah, that's not bad. So you know, getting swept by Philly did not help us this weekend. No, and you know, you know what else didn't help us this weekend? <laughs> there's a video of the Mets buses leaving Philly, the and there's Philly a guy, fan. a Philly fan, out in the middle of the road sweeping it away. Gotta love Philly oh, fans. Oh, man. I, was, I had a good laugh. But I guess I, <laughs> I was watching, I think it was Friday night game when we were set up for the baby shower. I guess fans, there's a point in the park where you can kind of look into the park. I saw some fans. And fans stand. had um, blow horns and Yankees when they played, I guess, the other weekend. Yeah, were not I saw happy. That. 
about the blowhorns and stuff. Well, but get over yourself. Well, I saw when they were doing the blowhorns was after a play. They weren't doing it like in the middle of a pitch or anything, yeah. so I, they shouldn't be that upset. Right. So then we have the NL Central. Cubs still hold that division at 14-7. and seven. They're 5-5 five and five their last 10 games, so they did a little slide there for a little bit, but we'll see what happens. The Milwaukee is now 10-10, and 10, so they got second place. St. Louis is 5-5, five and five, so they're at third place. Then you have Cincinnati at 9-11. and 11. Of course, they're holding on with three games now, but they'll probably make up one tomorrow. And then good old Pittsburgh's down there at 4-14. and 14. Right. So, uh, you know, this time of the year, you know, looking at the standings, I don't usually count any team out because they're all pretty close, except for the Pirates. I'm counting them out right yeah, now. Yeah, they're eight and a half out right I'm now. I'm counting them out. I don't <laughs> think they're going to make the run. Sorry, guys. Yeah, so. And then the West is, you know, cleared some air. So this is a stat I saw the other day. The Dodgers are leading the division at 17 and 7. Which is great. They're the only team who has not lost a series yet. Wow. And we're not, we're not surprised. Yeah. We, we love the Dodgers from the, pre, from the preseason. We even picked them as the winners of the World Series, I yep. think. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Dodgers not, are a yeah. tough team. Um, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Rockies are right there still. You know, they had technically the lead by a smid margin last week. They're in second place at 13-9. and nine. And you, they, could, you could thank uh, Blackman for that. Yeah. And then Arizona has now creeped back up because they were in last place last week in the division. Now they're 12 and 11 in third place. Padres are 12 and 12 currently. And then Giants have just fell off and they're 8 and 16 now. Right. And that's why I said Mike Yaz might be a good option to trade if you were going to trade somebody, just based on the value you could potentially get back for this trade. So, yeah, if you look at National League right now, you got Atlanta and Miami representing the East. Uh, Chicago, Milwaukee, representing the Central. You have Dodgers and Rockies representing the West. And then your two other play- playoff teams looks like would be Arizona and Padres right now. Okay. Of course, by win percentage. But, you know, like St. Louis is 5-5, five and five, so we'll see how many games they compete to get that win percentage exactly. of what they do. Right. So let's get in the American League now. So the Yankees are hold the division still at 16-6. and six. So with those injuries, they're still the guys that stepped up. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's what you expect. You expect the Yankees. They pay really good for their players. They know they have a good team. Next man up is not an issue. Yeah. Um, they're missing two really big hitters, but like you said, it's not a huge issue for them. Yeah. And then Tampa Bay are right there, not far behind them, only two and a half out at 14 and nine. So they're still in that prime playoff position. Yep. Orioles are still sitting right there at 12 and 10, right above 500. Yeah, they're not trying to go anywhere. They're trying to be in a hunt. So we'll see what happens over the next two weeks. Like, are they finally going to keep going? They're going to start scaling back. It's going to be interesting. And then, of course, Toronto at 8 and 11, and then the terrible Red Sox with the worst rotation in baseball at 6 and 17. They, they're really close to, to me cutting them loose. I'm, I'm thinking they're right there with the Pirates. I, it, it, as I said, it won't surprise me if they do a fire sale like Jackie Bradley, like just start getting some guys to get something yeah. for some of those players. Because when they put the stat up the other day, I saw that they had more earned runs than Pedro had in a three-year span for the Red Sox. Wow. It's, and then through how many less games? Like, it's ridiculous. That is nuts. So then we go to the AL Central. Twins are still holding that lead at 15-8. and eight. They have a one-and-a-half game lead over Cleveland Indians at 13-9. Mm-hmm. and nine. White Sox are still right there in the thick of things at 12 and 11, three games back. Detroit is still trying to hold on, but they're four and a half back now. So we'll see if those two young pitchers can spark something, try to climb back into the playoff hunt. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, you know, the Royals are right there at 9 and 14. Right, but they're, they're still in it, though. They're not out yet. Um, and like you said, um, I mean, everybody's pretty tight. I mean, there's some distance, but they're not out of it, especially with these two wild cards that we can have. Yeah. Um, and I really like uh, the White Sox have been stepping it up because I know a couple weeks ago we were talking about them. They were on a really bad yeah, losing streak. Like like they're, they're, they're starting to even. Exactly. So, and then the West, Oakland is still holding that thing that, you know, the last 10 games are 7-3. and three. Yep. They just, I think, swept the Giants. Like, you show, like – what team this Oakland team is like they're put together like they're 16 and seven technically they right behind the Yankees with the best record in the AL then Houston has finally gone on a little bit of win streak they got five in a row now so now they climbed out and now they're holding the second spot for the West at 12 and 10 Texas took a little step back they're 10 and 11 they're still seven and three in the last 10 games so they're still right there Angels are eight and 15 eight games back and then Seattle at seven and seventeen, nine and a half back. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, Houston is starting to make a little run, um, but even even during this run, I'd love to see what Altuve's stats are because every time I see him, he's not getting hits. <sighs> he's not hitting. He's so, straight terrible. So just so imagine far. imagine what would happen if everybody on their team was hitting like we think they could. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So so if you think about the AL playoff race, of course you have Yankees and Rays holding up the East, Minnesota, Cleveland taking the Central, and then Oakland, Houston taking the West. And then your other two teams looks like it is currently Baltimore and the White Sox. Wow, I like those wild cards actually. So yeah, but those would have been the wild cards. I would have assumed. I mean, I, I, I like I said, we, I like the White Sox this year, and I, like I said, also. It Baltimore's doesn't matter. Yeah, fun to watch. That's what I said. The Orioles, like a team like that that we're not thinking of, I, like I said, they'll be in the hunt. Yeah, like, you know, this team kind of nowhere, no expectations, and they're doing it. Sometimes that's what you need. No expectations. Prove everyone Besides wrong. Besides Chris Davis is slowly, slowly not in the starting lineup more and more. Well, I and mean. it's about time to maybe cut him. Might be. Eat the money. You're, like, do you rather have a guy have, do terrible on the field for you or just eat the money and let him try to play somewhere? Yeah, I'd bring some can. guys up. And it's, it's crazy they're doing this good, and they're losing one of their best players, Trey Mancini. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe if this if they if they make the playoffs, of course, if they lose first round or whatever, it gives them hope. Yeah, especially these young guys, all these guys they've been drafting the last couple of years. Like, okay, let's see what we do in spring training. Let's get a better team. Like when that whole regime turned over, like we knew it was be a couple of years, but this lucky this extra playoff might give them a little spark. Yeah, it might actually give their fans something to enjoy watching. Um, I know it's been a while since they've had a pretty solid team. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's good for them. So next, we got to talk to our favorite players of the week. Yes. So, you know, we've been doing this every week since the baseball season started. Um, I'm still sticking with one bat, one position player, one pitcher. I don't know if you got one of each Yeah, I think week. I got one of each this week. All right. So you want to start National League or American League? Let's go National League this week. All right. So who do you have for your position player this week? All right. So my position player this week might be a little, little biased for, but I got Dominic Smith at the Mets. Okay. Um, Dominic Smith, Dom Smith, the last seven games, he's got 11 hits, four home runs, 10 RBIs. He's betting 393. Um, yeah, I like, I like everything he's doing. Every time I watch the Mets game and Dom Smith's up, he's producing. He's yeah. keeping us in the game. He's helping the team win. He's doing his thing. He's trying to earn a permanent spot. Yeah, it's unfortunate that, you know, Pete jumped them in the um, prospect the last couple of years. And then it's a blessing this guy's that Cespedes opt out is giving Dom more playing time at Absolutely. DH and then swapping out Alonzo and and Dom to play first base. And then, of course, Dom can also play outfield now. So he's doing – Reyes is just rotating him. And Dom has 
been the bright spot. Like he leads the team in home runs for a guy who wasn't the starting lineup opening day. Exactly. And and he's he's starting to get up there enough plate appearances to actually uh, uh, participate in the league, league leaders of uh, yeah. whatever the stats might be because he is up there now. He just doesn't have enough hits. And and just a side note, speaking of players who are stepping up for the Mets, Robbie Cano is doing pretty good too. Yeah, you know, even though he was hurt for a little bit, I did not know he was batting over 400 That's until last saying. night. Yeah, he's I was like, he's it. really been And I looked at the stats, like, he has been. Every time I see Robinson Cano in the lineup, I know it's like he's he's doing it, man. Yeah. He really is. So my position player of the week is Jesse Winkler of the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. So in this past seven games, he's had 20 at-bats, 13 hits, five home runs, seven RBIs, and had a 650 average for the last week. Wow, that's impressive. So, and then, of course, for the season, he's bat in 365, of course, five home runs, eight, home, eight RBIs, and with a 1.196 on-base percentage. Great. That's a great stat, man. I, wonder, I hope he can keep it up. Um. So <laughs> they definitely need this guy, and he's a young guy that, you know, at 20, I think 25, 26, he's at bright spot for the Reds, and then with the other guys they added, like, he's doing his job. So do you have a pitcher this week? Yes, I do. And the pitcher that I have this week is Max Fried of the Braves. Okay. His last outing, he went 6.1 innings pitch. He had four hits, zero earned runs, seven Ks. But for the season, he's 3-0 with a 1.24 ERA. He's holding it together, especially with Mike Soroka out. Yeah, like with Soroka and then um, Shane Newcomb had a terrible couple starts. So they sent him down. Like that's why I said that rotation needs help with the Braves. Like, and, well, this guy is the, is going to be the ace for now. I think. Yeah, he's probably going to step up eventually. Get yeah, be the guy this year. Okay, he good guy. Like you know, he was a prospect that everyone's been wanting to see if he could do anything, and we thought this year could be the year. And so far, so good with him. The guy I have is a, also a division rival, but different team. I have Aaron Nola with okay. the Phillies. Okay. The last two games, he's two and zero with fifteen innings pitched, five hits, only one earned run allowed, and eighteen strikeouts. Solid. Solid. Yeah, like, that's solid. Know. What and else then, can you ask for? And then for so far over the year with four games, he's two and one with a two oh five ERA with thirty seven strikeouts. Perfect. Uh yeah, I mean we know the Phillies are struggling. Bryce Harper's not struggling though, he's doing his thing. Finally. Um but yeah, it's good to see they have some a pitcher who's actually keeping him in it. We all knew um, he was the ace, and we, he just needed other people behind him. Yeah. And they finally got Wheeler this year and Wheeler's been stepping up. But after that it was like all those question marks between the young guys and then like um, Arietta, what kind of guy he's going to be. So, But still, Nolan's doing his job, especially after getting that pay raise. All right. Well, uh, who do you got for the AL? So my position for the player, we just talked about a little bit earlier about him getting hurt. But before he got hurt is Bo Bachette. Yeah. Last seven games in 28 at-bats, he had 13 hits, four home runs, 10 RBIs, and batting 464 in that span. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> our, our position players have very similar stats in the last seven. You know, and he was having a real good, you know, rookie breakout. You know, he was batting 361 with five home runs, 13 RBIs before getting hurt. So, unfortunately, with getting hurt, probably going to any no any information about him getting rookie of the year is probably out of the window now, missing probably three to four weeks. Um, uh, that's too bad. Unfortunately. But we'll see when he gets back if everything, or if he comes back sooner. We'll see. So, who you got? Yeah, so a guy I have has very similar stats in the last seven. Uh, my pick is Brandon Lowe. Okay. Um, he's got the last seven games. He has 13 hits, four home runs, and 10 RBIs, and he's batting 448 during that span. Um, like I said, for the week, I think those are pretty solid yeah. stats. There might be other guys that are better, but for for personally, for my personal opinion, I like what they've done. Yeah, like we can say, like you know, Mike Trout's still been killing it since we come in the dad. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, but I can't pick Mike Trout every week. Yeah. It's like it's like. 
what is this dad juice you're on? But, you know, other players are, are huge stepping up. Okay, so the pitcher, who do you have for your AL pitcher? So Alan? my AL pitcher, I kind of mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, is Lance Lynn. Okay, we have um, the same guy. Yeah, he's 3-0 with a 1-1 ERA. His last outing, he threw a complete game. Two hits, six Ks. Um, but I think pitches like this are going to save the season for teams, man, because yeah. how many guys are going to be able to go nine innings? If you go nine innings, you earned it, man. Yeah, you know, in the five starts, he's 3-0 with a 1.1 ERA is what's saving the Texas of being a terrible team. That's what I'm saying. With his starts. And this is a guy we thought, you know, he's been injured. Like, what can he be? And Because we thought Kluber was going to be that guy. Of course, Kluber's hurt. Yep. Lance Lynn has stepped up. It's like, man, if you had Kluber any way that he was, what kind of Texas team would we have? And that's, and that's what I'm saying. And, and especially, like I said, this well, from what I've been seeing this season, there's a lot of pitchers that aren't going past three innings. There's a lot of bullpen coming in. If you can like, get a guy yeah, who like, can at least – get you to six that's fine but this guy took it to nine this week that's great that saves your arms for a whole new day i like it i like what he's doing yeah five innings six innings is about average i would think you're getting from you should a be starter it should be yes this season like four or five like you're they're pulling them early because it's a short season we need wins like you don't want a guy to get get exploded and like your bullpen can't hold it and let people come back. Well, also, guys are throwing too much. I mean, you're talking four or five innings, and they're already near 100 pitches. Yeah. It's just not not good. Um, another guy that I would have liked to, to talk about was you Darvish. He had a great outing. Yes. He, he took a no-no into the sixth. He gave up a home run got taken out. But I think, like I said, his pitch count was getting kind of high. It, it's, it's, you know, we got to get used to it, but... Yeah, I mean, pitchers are going to be big this year. This year is the year that if your pitchers are doing great, your team is going to be super successful. And if you have a bunch of injuries, your team is doing crap. Exactly. Unfortunately. <laughs> so if you thought you had a stack bullpen or some young guys that you can call up, you're good. If not, it's a long season for you. Yeah, and we're going to keep an eye on all these pitchers for sure. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about some Mets news. So, you know, Mets, you know, we're huge Mets fans, so we got to talk about it a little bit at the end of our each podcast. We're going to try to go more and more into debt. So what's the first thing we're talking about, Alan? All right, so the first thing has been hot topic since I can't remember how far back. We've, we've almost talked about this on almost, almost all of our – Every other week at least. Exactly. Like. Um, it's, it's about the sale of the Mets. Um, so it seems like the Wilpons, they really want A-Rod's group to purchase the Mets. So – Mets chief operating official Jeff Wilpon reportedly is following allowing his personal decision to get influence of selling the National League East team. Jeff hates Steve Cohen. Yeah. A source close to the sale has told the New York Post that he wants A-Rod to come away with the team or make Cohen pay double the nearest offer. This has been a squeeze job for weeks now. So even though he says this, I still don't believe him because if A Rod's group comes up with two billion and Cohen offers four, are, do you really think he's going to sell to A Rod? I don't know, man. So you know, Cohen's worth approximately fourteen billion, but rumor is he made a billion last year, so he could be worth fifteen billion now. Oof. So you know, but he wants the competing suitors with A Rod, who's the you know the fourteen-time All Star. Look, man, if I was Steve Cohen and they want to play hardball, I would lower my offer, to be honest. I would look, man, we're not going to play this game. You know damn well that I got the, the funds to do this, and I can support this team. A-Rod and them, they're scrap, scrapping to get the funds just to purchase the team. Yeah. What are they going to do when they get it? So, you know, the final bids are due at the end of this month on August 31st. The race is what do we believe is down to A-Rod versus Steve Cohen because it's been known now that the 76ers owners are hearing that they could be in still, but a much lower price because they're now seeing the financial 
books of the Mets. Oh. What people are hearing. Oh, see? So so you're saying that the professionals who already own a couple of sports teams know very well how this game works. They're seeing the books, and they're not going to offer them nowhere near what they want. So that means a lot. If they're saying that, that's huge. So what they're hearing is that Mets believe that in four years they can be out of the red. Mm, mm. But do A-Rod and other teams have the budget to – Go ahead and write the ship now and start fresh and get the people we and become a big market team again. No. A Rod has barely got the funds to buy the team, doesn't have S and Y, let alone yeah. let alone enough money in reserves to take the team four years without making a profit. That's not how that's not gonna work. Look, the only the only reasonable suggestion at this time is Cohen. Unless A Rod can come together with another big player who's got billions of dollars, I just don't see it making sense. Yeah, I think it's Steve Cohen's deal to lose. I think the Jeff Wolpon thing is kind of a squeeze to make Steve up the offer to I, the original I offer. I bet. I agree completely. Because you know he came in at two. He was supposed to buy a team at two point six. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wants it at two and a half to closer to what the deal was back in February. Right, but you know what? I think Steve is a smart guy, and I don't think he's going to bite on this because he knows the funds and what A-Rod and them have. He's going to sit pretty on this. I, I don't see him making a bigger move. I bet he, if anything, he goes up to like 2.25. I can see something like that. Maybe but, with some stipulations thrown yeah, in there to, yeah, to, like to something, stick it to them. Or he know he says, look, I'll give you 4 or 5 for everything. Give me S and Y. Yeah, he's going to need it. I think so, because the rumor is that why he kind of stalled it, and then also he didn't understand that the Wilpons were going to run the team for five years. But if the report is that you lose money, the kind of balance the books is S&Y, why would you buy a team without S&Y? It doesn't make sense, because, yeah, it really doesn't make sense, especially if the team's struggling to make money. And, and like I said, if, if you have more than one legitimate bidder, it doesn't make sense to go that high. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, so, I just don't see it. I don't see it either. But I guess we'll find out in September. Yeah, so the good news is that we'll find out before the season ends, right? Yeah, we should. Well, hopefully. Hopefully within the first two weeks of September, the final bids are in. If it's just Steve versus A-Rod, we'll kind of, someone, I would hope, somehow get information who bid what. Right, so even if the Mets have And then a, who they pick, then they got to go, of course, to the owners to vote on the ownership. Yeah. Right. So it's going to be still process, but they want the deal done by October at the end of the season, by the end of the World Series or whatever. Well, I hope it gets done because at the end of the day, even if the Mets have a terrible season, as long as we get some new ownership, I think <laughs> Mets fans will, will be happy. Yes, we will. So next thing um, with the Mets news, Mets added three of their top prospects to the 60-man player pool. All right. So the Mets added three, the three um, prospects, sending catcher Francisco Alvarez, Matthew Allen, and shortstop Ronnie um, Machuto to the alternate site in Brooklyn over the weekend. Alvarez is 18, is the team number two prospect by MLB.com, was Concession's top 100 prospect entering 2020. He spent rookie year last year hitting 312 in 42 games between Gulf Coast League and Advanced, Advanced Rookie League. Allen, of course, is 19, is the Mets' third-round pick from last year, ranks as a top five overall prospect, according to MLB.com and the organization. Righty also spent his first two summers in rookie ball at eight and a third inning or five outings before a two-inning cameo in Brooklyn. Adding those two guys kind of give us a balance or a death, adding them, adding the arm, adding the catcher, and two of our biggest prospects, uh, Luis said, is for them is to come in, to be in the environment, to get some competitiveness at a great level. We have some great veterans, guys at the site, so they can have competition, create there, and for their development. 
Okay, yeah. So once you first told me uh, who they were, I, at first I was like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. They're bringing in these really young guys up. Um, but from what you're saying, I'm not sure if they're going to see any time in the, yeah. in the big leagues. They're basically going to be there to get some experience with some of the big guys around. But then some Mets fans have raised eyebrows at this because by adding them to the 60-man pool, they're eligible to be traded ahead of the 31st deadline. Oh. Even through MLB rules for 2020 stipulate that anyone in the system can be dealt, but they would have to be a player to be named later until the season ends. Gotcha. Well, I don't know if the Mets are in a position to make any good trades like that, but it's, so you think it could be trade bait? A little bit of... Um, catcher, no, because if we don't... We need a catcher. If we don't <laughs> sign JT Ruimuto this offseason, that's our future catcher. And it's funny, as I was thinking that um, with uh, Rivera hurt, maybe they brought him up. Maybe he could see some time. I, I don't know, though. And then with Allen, it's like, are, do we get that desperate that we keep losing starting pitchers? Is that a, a chance? So, hold on. Speaking of catchers, and this is, I know they say Mets news, but Pedro Severino is doing his thing for the Nats, man. And that's a person <laughs> that if Orioles slip up, they could trade. Yeah, absolutely. Because they have the, they almost have a top a prospect that should be there sometime next year. Well, they got and a couple Chan- of catchers. And Chance, Chance is not doing bad this year yeah. now, so it's like they might have a willingness to trade a catcher. And like I said, I was just I just thought it was funny because Pedro Severino is actually crushing. Anyways, back to the Mets prospects. <laughs> but it's gonna be the if they you know get some development, you know they've been rookie ball. Yeah. So if they see these guys that pretty much are triple A and stuff, they're gonna get some competition. Um, Mets actually can see what these kids can do, maybe, and then maybe they'll start double A. Hell, if they do well, triple A possible. Well, next yeah. Year. Well, this would be better for them anyways because you're playing A ball. You're getting a lot of wild stuff. You, the higher that you go, the better the quality. So they're going to see some really quality stuff, and that's not that's not a bad thing because it actually might help them in the long run. So I like this move. Yeah. So we'll see if anything comes of it. All right. Um, well, speaking of players, what do you think the Mets should do with their rotation? Dude, it gets worse by the day. I agree. Like, Every time I see Gazelman come out, man, I'm just like, like you said, this is one of the guys that's not going past two or three innings. And it's like, well, are we going to put Lugo in there? Are we going to get somebody else? Uh, our pitchers yeah. are hurt. Yeah, like, you know, you know, DeGrom got scratched the other day, which was disappointing Friday night. He's supposed to start tomorrow. So, yeah, he's been – if everything goes well, he starts tomorrow. So it's like, okay. But then the two games after that is the question mark. Matt's has been terrible. It's time for him to go to the bullpen. Then after that would have been Waka's spot, but of course he's still injured. So now with Peterson going to DL today, effective by Friday, you know, Allsworth started for him, which looks like he didn't do too bad. I haven't looked at the box score, but he only gave up two earned runs. But, you know, this is a triple A pitcher. Like it's Miami. Like we face Yankees this weekend, which Allsworth or whoever it is is going to be one of the pitchers this weekend against the Yankees. And I think it's in Yankee Stadium this weekend. It's um, it's unfortunate. Like we said, is Jason Vargas an option? He but, has to be at this but time. But he can't be ready. They have to sign him and throw him to the ultra side to give him a simulation bullpen before I agree. they can pull him up. It's like, what do we do? It's you know, it's funny. Is at the beginning of the year we had uh, an issue where we had too many starters. Yeah. Now During we don't have training it. before no. Syndergaard went out. <laughs> it was like, who's going to make the rotation? Who's going bullpen? Um, I mean, I'm not liking what I'm seeing from Gazelman. I, no. I, I kind of think maybe Lugo should get an opportunity. Um, I yeah, like, I understand. We can't, we can't afford to sit mats. I was like, I understand that Lugo is our bullpen guy. Like, he's, he's, he's our the reliable guy. guy. He is the only guy who's but reliable. If we need someone to go multiple innings, besides guys that only can go one or two, then every bullpen guy that we got's got to pitch. 
why not let Lugo try to be the starter again like he used to be? I, I agree, man, because there's, there's no scenario where I feel comfortable with Jarius Familia coming out every game or something like that. Because Diaz has been better a little bit lately. So it's like, okay, look. Can but he's we... only good for two at the most. Yeah, but I'm saying, so it's time to let Lugo, I think, try. I agree. Let him go three, four innings and then start slowly stretch him out if we need him. Hell, he could be a third, four-person starter that's sitting in our bullpen. We don't know. Well, look, this is the time to test things out. We're in a short season. We're already about halfway through. I think it's time. We're four if, games out. If we have, if we have any prospects in the in the minor league system, any AAA pitchers, any AA pitchers, anybody we think highly of, look, they know how to pitch six innings. Let's bring them up. We saw some minor league pitchers earlier in the season against us. It's time to bring these guys up. Give them a shot. We can't rely on guys who are unreliable. Yeah. And like, look at David Peterson. Everyone thought he wasn't probably going to be up with the team till next year. And unfortunately, we had some stipulations. He got called up, and he has done well. Unfortunately, he's injured now, so we lost another guy. <laughs> but but so. like I said, we expect injuries. I'm not sure what the MLB was thinking, but I knew this was going to happen. Short short summer, <sighs> short season, yeah. a lot of things, a lot of scenarios, a lot of guys who set out for about four months not doing anything but but playing on playing video games. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. Like they need to figure out soon, it, especially if we continue to win tonight. If we somehow sweep Miami, and the, but then we go. Actually, no, wait, we played two more in Miami. I forgot. It's a four game series. Then we host the Yankees. If we somehow win that series, it's like, okay, we're back in the playoff race. Like, we needed something in the rotation. Something's happened now. So that's when trade snares happens. And, or do we have someone that we can call up and whatnot? So it's interesting. Like, what do we do? It, I don't know. I agree, man. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a tough year, man. And the rotation, like I said, every team's hurting with pitchers. Some teams are, are faring better, uh, better than others, but – um, this is something we're going to have to deal with, and we know this. So, like I said, anybody who's on the squad who they think has any kind of chance of making the big leagues in the next couple of years, you need to get them up here now, give them a good test, at least so they can get some experience. Yeah. So the last thing we're going to talk about, which is something that came up last night during the game for the Mets, is what's a one-seam fastball? <laughs> Giselle Min said he's been developing a new pitch, which is a one-seam fastball, and intent to have a – you know, his one-seam fastball replaces two-seam to get more of a pure sink, which comes from advice of his pitching coach, Jeremy Hefner. Yeah, so I'm watching the game, last, uh, I think it was last night, yeah. and uh, I hear them talking about the one-seam fastball, and even the announcers are like, I've never even heard of this. And so I'm watching him pitch, and guess what? He's getting rocked. I'm like, look, man, you need to go ahead and get that two-seam or four-seam going because your one-seamer is not working. It's supposed to be whatever the grip is on the ball. It's supposed to help sink more, but I don't think it's working, honestly. It must be staying flat because – and his game against the Nationals when he pitched was not a difference maker. His pitchers are more effective than he thought the other five starting spots, but at least for the time being. But what, like, yeah, until, until you master it and actually see it consistently during practice or bullpen sessions. Exactly. Don't use it during a game. Right. And, and if you want to throw a sinker, I suggest that you go to some of the Japanese pitchers and ask them how to throw a sinker because they know well a lot better how to do it than a one-seam fastball, whatever that is. Um, and like I said, Gazelman's been getting crushed. He's been getting hit. Obviously, this one-seam one fastball it must be some kind of gimmick because it ain't working. And you, <laughs> you need, he must be, something must be wrong with his pitches or his head because I don't see why he all of a sudden developed this pitch and it's just not paying off. Yeah, parent pitcher coach suggested it, and he's trying to make it work. Like, I would suggest a circle changeup or, or a knuckle curve, something like that. It's going to be off-speed and get some dip. Where, where's this one seamer coming from? I mean, it's just, it's, it's just concerning because we're going in the wrong direction. Yes, very quickly. <laughs> 
So, yeah. So that is it for this week's episode. Um, we'll see what the Mets can do um, the rest of this week with Miami. Currently, we are leading seven to two. In yeah. This game, so and we, let us know what you think about these unwritten rules. I mean, do you think it's okay to swing at three and zero? Do you think it's okay to steal or bat flip Meyer home runs or whatnot? Like, yeah, if you have any unwritten rules you think are crazy, let us know about them. Yeah. So we will catch on next week. Y'all have a good one. All right, everyone. Thank you for checking out this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Share it with your friends. Don't hog. The goodness here from Double A Sports with your friends. And if you want to take that step further, please click on that Patreon link that's in that YouTube, you know, description down there. We do monthly giveaways, gifts from us if you do different tiers. And you will get most likely everything we do here at Double A Sports a day early, if not more. So please share that with your friends also. We'll catch on next time. Peace. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. For the record, you ain't trying to grow then it's done for you. For the record, lab on me going all the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. Price for y'all, snake eyes on dice for y'all, shoulders on ice for y'all, A6R.